in three, two, one. Hey, everybody, and welcome this week to the Loud Thumbs Podcast, the boo-ha-ha edition. I'm one of your <laughs> loudmouths, Nick. And I'm your other loudmouth, Josh. Dude, I'm ready to have a beer. Yeah, let's have I'm a beer. It's been a, it's been a rough uh, Friday. You're on vacation, so you're you're living it up. And uh, yeah, yeah. we got to do it once in a while. So yes, yes, yes. Um, well, for everybody new to the show, welcome. Uh, thanks for joining saying hey uh hop over on our discord we love the discord over there you see all the links below for that uh and for everybody you know old and you know wise hey thanks again for coming back you guys are awesome so uh yeah keep keep the returns we love seeing it so uh if you're not familiar with our podcast we like to crack a brew we like to talk video games and that's about it that's that's pretty simple pretty clear cut (laughs) uh we do like it it's a lot of fun so we have a good time doing it and we do have a rotating schedule we like to pass on to everybody out there so you guys all know what we're doing. Uh, the fourth week of the month is this week right now where we do the brouhaha, we call it, boo-ha-ha tonight because we're in spooky season and we're only a couple of days away from Halloween. And we we just relax. We crack another brew. We kind of focus a little bit more on the crowd out there. We call the loud crowd. So all you guys who are chiming in questions and everything on our Discord, that's when we focus is having a good time with everybody in the crowd and uh first week of the month coming up next week that is going to be our news wrap up so we'll do that every first week of the month just talk about everything that happened in the month before and catch everybody up out there give you kind of our thoughts on what we think's been going on in the gaming universe and then second week of the month we do some loud and clear reviews or impressions depending on how much time we have under our belts so you can watch for those i'm sure we'll be talking plenty of mario and spider-man coming up in another week or two so that's going to be fun and then the third week of the month, uh, which just happened last week, uh, we do some loud, loud and clear, play it loud, you know, streaming of video games. And those are whatever we kind of choose. We did some Titanfall last week. Josh is uh, into the world. Digging the game. Uh, we had some conversation last week. Yeah. It's worth five bucks, I think, right? <laughs> oh, dude, that was one of the easiest $5 I've ever spent. Yes. Hell yeah. That game, that game is great. I think it's still like $7.50 if you guys want to go pick it up um play yeah. playstation is what we play on so you can always feel free to join up and uh play on the stream with us we're all about inclusion get everybody enjoy enjoying some video games together so so that is our schedule that's a four-week rotating schedule and uh every episode we crack a brew we start off and get going from there and josh always does the honors so he's gonna let everybody know what we're drinking and we're gonna go from there guys so this is a, I've had one of these other uh, other varieties before. This is Founders Four Giants, but this one's the Tropical Treasure. Okay, uh, Founders is good. 16, 16, uh, yeah, Founders is actually pretty decent. They're pretty widespread, really easy to find. But honestly, yep. out, of, out of a lot of the stuff that is easily available, one of the better breweries, I think. I would but, agree uh, with that. I had the Four Giants in the Haze of Destiny quite some time ago uh on the show um and it was really good so i'm like well i'm a sucker for a tropical uh, ipa as well uh so i want to give this one a shot nice there's gonna be a tropical theme on the show tonight guys just so you guys know i can i can tell already <laughs> <laughs> nice um 
Yeah, and this it's got a lot of sweetness. It's got it's uh it's got a heavier texture to it actually. Really? Um, it seems a little hazy in nature. Um, oh, tropical hazy IPA. That explains why there it's we a little go. heavier. But um, it's still a little thicker than a lot of the hazies I've had. Um, not to say it's like you're drinking a milkshake or something like no, that. Oh yeah. Um, but if you're used to a light, crisp um, kind of flavor, a lot, of, a lot of IPAs, and even some hazies can still bring to the table. Uh, this one's a little heavier, but it's definitely tropical. Um, I'm getting some some definite pineapple notes for sure. Oh, nice. Which isn't too shabby. Um, Nick's a huge fan of pineapple. Oh, yeah. I'm on the fence about it. <laughs> so <laughs> it it's mostly decent for me. Um but overall, it I think it's worth a shot. It wasn't too shabby. It was four pack of sixteen ounce cans. I think it was eleven bucks. Oh, okay. So pretty pretty average price. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, there's definitely a theme, everyone. Uh, an unexpected theme. We do not uh, we do not call each other and say, "Hey, what beer are you drinking?" So <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. Um, mine is also uh, pineapple. So um, is oh, a nice. Speaking a, of, yeah, yeah. Speaking of, this is from Maui Brewing Company. It's a pineapple mana or mana, however you want to say it, which I thought was kind of funny. Mm. Like a, it's kind of that's a video game sort of name, right? You know, you got you got your mana in video games. Um, oh, that's a that's like a big like uh, Polynesian thing too. You get the mana from eating your enemies. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, this one is wheat, so I'm going a little bit out of my realm. I'm not a huge wheat fan, okay. so I want to yeah. try it. I like pineapple stuff. It sounds good. It just says natural pineapple juice gives uh, a sweet aroma to this smooth-bodied tropical brew. So yeah, and yet another tropical okay. that we're gonna try here. Uh, pretty cool can. I like the can. It's got like a cool pineapple here, and then it's got like a turtle up here that's kind of yeah. pic pixely looking. Uh, it's pretty cool. I thought it was kind of a neat little can. And I went um, for the next, at least next six weeks, guys, all of my beers I'll be drinking are going to be under three bucks. I tried to kind of theme it a little bit and go with some cheaper options just to give everybody out there, you know, something to think about that's not going to break the bank. Uh, solid, solid. Even buying a pick six of these where you pick your own and still grabbing them at three bucks or less uh, and getting your discount. It's a pretty good deal. Yeah, even individual cans like that, it's still really good. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely, it's not sweet. So don't think about that at all. It's definitely not a sweet beer. Interesting. It has, it has the wheat to it. Um, this honestly, man, this is the, it, I wouldn't call it tropical at all. This just has like Pilsner written all over it, you know? Um, odd. Yeah. It's very odd. Like it's not as described. I'm getting a lot of like Budweiser feeling from drinking this, um, from a wheat beer. That's uh -huh. bizarre, dude. That's so yeah. weird. Um, we'll see how it goes as we keep going, but it definitely, I mean, the wheat's there, but I am definitely tasting, you know, a, a, a Budweiser taste. So, um, I don't mind a Budweiser once in a while. Budweiser's probably a little bit too bitey for my lovings, but this one's, mm. this one's not that bitey. I'll put it that way. It's, it's a little less on that, that end of the spectrum, probably somewhere between a Bud Light and a Budweiser. If I had to put this in a realm for somebody out there to listen, understand where I'm coming from. Um, but if yeah, you like yeah. wheat, if you like wheat or you're not sure about wheat, probably a good entry level one to try. I do not like wheat very okay. much. Okay. So I'm glad this is Same. lighter on the wheat. Yeah. So 
But I wanted to get of interest, you know, and some new stuff. Going to bring some new stuff. Yeah. Those <laughs> fruited wheat beers, um, they can be good. I'm not as big into them just because at the end, it's just like a mouthful of bread, which if yeah. that's your thing, by all means, go for it. Um, they're actually, if you're getting into craft beer, they're some of the less offensive beers, I think. But uh, much like Nick, not quite my taste, but yeah. a fruited wheat can hold its own. Yeah, this one's not terrible, but wouldn't be super high on my rankings, I guess. And speaking of, we will be ranking our beers that we've drinking or drinking. Yeah, that's a good word. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna patent that word uh, that we've drank throughout the month. So we we have four beers, you know, four weeks, one every week. So we're going to talk about those at the end of the episode after we give this one a nice chance to, you know, think on. And we'll uh, we'll rank those there at the end of the episode. So if you're curious on what we've been drinking, you want to kind of see, uh, we'll throw those out at you at the end of the episode here. Um, but before we get started, the last and most important thing that we need to do is we need to toss up a cheers to all of our Patreon producers most out definitely. there. You guys are awesome. Cheers to you, Caleb Lynch, Zach Mezra, and Brian Coger. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Uh, without you guys, we can't keep the lights on, so it's uh, it's much appreciated. Oh, yeah. 100%. Time to get into some chatting. We're going to talk... Uh, we're going to talk some Alan Wake, Alan Wake 2, kind of our once, what we're looking for coming from that in the future, uh, which it did release today, if you're watching us live. Um, it released today a digital-only game, by the way, so if you guys are familiar uh, or not familiar, you want to go out and try and find it at a big box store, you're not going to find it. It is unfortunately only available digitally. So for Josh and I, not a big deal. Oh, but for a lot of other people, that can sometimes hit a little sore spot. So something to just kind of watch out for for everybody out there. Uh, the uh, other bits we're going to talk about is we have a question out to the loud crowd where we talked about spooky games. We're in spooky season, so we're going to talk about everybody's games and what they uh, what they like, what they play for the season. You know, it's out there. So that's going to be pretty fun as well. So before we get into that, Josh, we've been playing uh, a little bit of Alan Wake, both of us. Um, yeah, I've got a couple hours into the first game. I have not finished it completely yet. Um, Early impressions for me are, um, well, I guess I should tell everybody, I did play this game when it launched um, way back 2013, 10, in that range. Um, it's the early 2010s, yeah. Yeah, and it I couldn't do it. Like, there was something about it. I mean, I, I've already passed where I was back then, so it's... Became, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so I must have grown into the game, maybe. But I will have to say... Um, Early impressions for me this time playing the remastered version on the PlayStation. Um, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. It's it's a different kind of vibe for a video nice. game. Um, a little unexpected in some aspects, but overall, I'm I'm digging it. Well, what are your third early thoughts on it, Josh? Yeah, uh, release 2010. Uh, to answer anybody's nice. anybody's curiosity there. Um, yeah, so far I, I dig it. Uh, sometimes I have a harder time going back to older games unless I have a lot of nostalgia. It's something I'm starting to realize about my about my play style. Like I've really come to grow to like to enjoy the modern amenities of you know 60 frames per second and um, actual good user interfaces and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Um, so I was impressed coming back to this one, and I've been enjoying myself quite a bit actually. Um, I like I like the narrative style of the game. Uh, I think it has a strong opening. It is a little bit slower just because it is so like narratively focused, right? Um, Very much. So if if you start to get a little bored in the beginning, 
stake it through. It you probably got half an hour at least before you get into anything real mechanical, real actiony. Yeah, that's very true. Um, a lot of dialogue driven stuff at the beginning. A little bit of exploration, you know, I think they're having you find like coffee thermoses is one of like the little things you find <laughs> randomly, right? Yeah, all the intro to like controls and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, I do. Uh, I do like kind of the dodging system that's in it. It grew on me a little as I kept playing. Hmm. Once okay. you realize you're going to run out of ammo and probably your best effort is to run and dodge enemies. Um, <laughs> you, just expect that because oh, yeah. it does happen. Like I've, I've heard some people talk about the game saying that, Oh, I never really ran into problems with ammo or anything like that. And I had plenty to find, um, that doesn't happen early, at least in the first hour. There were times I kind of struggled where I had like five bullets, six bullets. And unless you're aiming at the head and you're getting them one shots in and you're doing, you know, you're not panicking when you're being attacked by multiples, you're probably gonna run out of ammo. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's not hard. Like I felt consistently like I've had just enough all the time. I've never felt like I had a surplus. Like if you do some exploration, they do reward you with extra ammo and other items that help you through the game. But for the most part, I've been kind of trying to like streamline it so I get the most content I could uh, for today. And yeah, I I can kind of echo that. There there are a few times I did actually run out of ammo and had to <laughs> dodge and run, which isn't super easy in this game. Got got to have good timing. Uh, I mean, it's. It's not like a souls like, but I think the the timing in this is way more forgiving. Mm, yeah, yeah, man. Mick could use that flashlight, though. There's oh, some strategies yeah. like <laughs> yeah, because those guys clo things close in on you pretty quickly. Yeah, I Almost guess too uh, quickly as Sam sometimes. I guess we should tell everybody kind of the concept of the game is where your your play is Alan Wake and you kind of get into this spooky realm of uh, is it Bright Falls, I believe, is the city you're in. Uh, you've gone to like get your mojo again. You've lost your writing edge like you haven't written anything in years and your wife kind of takes you there to to get you inspired. And all of a sudden, all these crazy, spooky things start happening and your wife disappears and the cabin you were in disappears and all these unexplained phenomenons are happening and you kind of got to solve them as you go and you're finding like writings that you've written but you don't remember writing so they're like from the future and there's all these weird little mysteries happening and you use light for basically protection uh from a lot of the the darkness is what they call it uh that creeps in so when you're ever you're standing in light or you have a flashlight it will do damage so it's uh it's it's a unique kind of concept i haven't played a game with this concept since then honestly yeah, not even just light, but like and any any sort of mediums, it seems like you got to essentially make your foes vulnerable before you can do damage to them. It's not like you can like go take their shield down. Guns right? bland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you got to make them vulnerable and they're coming at you full force. I mean, you can stun them and stuff with light and they'll kind of stagger, but they're still walking towards you. They'll like cover their face. Yeah. Uh, so like it's not like you just they stop in their tracks. They'll get like staggered for a second. And then they're like, nah, I still want to kill you. And they uh -huh. keep walking <laughs> Oh, how do you, how do you like the suspense or like the thrill of the game? Cause it's kind of like a suspense thriller really in that mm. for me, I think I, I would put it in that genre. Oh yeah. And I think it's perfectly that's, I mean, I think that's a great way to describe it because um, it makes it seem like a movie description, but this game's story and how is everything played out? reminds me so much of like a horror movie, like a slow draw suspense horror movie. Yeah. Um, 
I, I like it so far. There's a, there's so many musical cues. So you're not like getting ambushed randomly by, by nonsense like you would in like a Resident Evil. Uh, you know something's coming when the music starts up and you know things are dead and the fight's over when the music dies. Um, so I've enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, there's no like ambiguity. The game's like, all right, watch out. <laughs> things are going to attack you now. <laughs> and you don't know where they're coming from necessarily. Right. Because these are like shadow people coming out from behind trees. It could be in front of you. It could be behind you. Um, you don't always really know. Sometimes they'll show you like it's coming from all directions. Uh, good luck. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I've enjoyed the suspense uh, aspect of it. Um, I think they've done it really, really well. And like I said, the sound design is actually kind of fun. Like it seems like like, oh, now you're telling me that you think it'd make it easier. But they do it in a way that's still perfectly challenging and not uh, not like Dark Souls, like aggravating to at all. But right. Not all of it's easy. No, it, it definitely has that realm, like you're saying, like a touch of it's in there. I think it is a little bit more forgiving, like I was saying. But uh, so far, I'm enjoying it more than my first time playing through it. And I mean, it doesn't look amazing graphically on the remaster, but it does look quite a bit better than the OG. Yeah, so I, I will say. And this is a PlayStation Plus game, guys. So if you have the subscription of I think it's extra you have to have to get this one. I don't think you have to go all the way up to premium, but don't quote me on that. Um, mm. but yeah, you can think go was, pick it up and play it. I think it was free for like one of the monthly releases because I had to, I had to spend oh. 10 bucks on it. Um, oh, for real. It, it was on sale. Yeah. I mean, I ended up being pretty happy with my 10 bucks. <laughs> but, well, yeah. Um, yeah, because I'm at a, I'm at a premium tier. Uh, for no kidding. And, okay. Well, my yeah. research was wrong. I know I already owned it because I already mentioned that I, I'd owned it a while back. And then when the remaster came out, I probably got what Josh is talking about now. Um, Okay. Well, yeah, yeah was, uh, I, I was looking it up to see if it was available on uh, on one of the subscriptions, and I am wrong, everybody. Josh, thank you, was, sir. It thank was you. back in July. <laughs> it was back in July, so you probably saw it, picked it up then. There we go. Um. So yeah, I, you definitely got it for free somehow. <laughs> I, I, I'm bad. I, the mark I guess I'm not bad, but I'm pretty good because I have all the apps on my phone. So anytime I get that notification from app or from uh playstation that says get your monthly games i just go right in the app and just click add to library so then oh, i don't have to go to my console yeah so i yeah. don't do that i should otherwise toss, i would have it for yeah. free say <laughs> so toss the app on your phone man it, re it reminds me to not lose out on my free games so <laughs> you're paying for yeah, it take no them kidding, right dude. take advantage hell yeah so but, uh i think it's 30 bucks normally um still not bad still not too shabby but you're right on the uh graphically you're not writing any letters to anybody about it. You're not like screaming from the the, the mountaintops or anything, but um, it looks good. It looks like it's remastered, honestly. Um, like they put a pretty skin over it. And it, for the most part, I think it plays like it's remastered. Although for an older game, I was impressed with how well it actually controls. Uh, I don't know if that's credit to the original game or credit to the remaster. If it is, this is a fantastic remaster. Now it's not a remake, so don't you know? Don't expect no. next gen stuff. But um, for a remaster. Solid. I don't really have any that many complaints. It's probably what late PS3, early PS4 sort of yeah. Uh, vibes. Yeah, it's a late PS3, Xbox 360 title. Yep. It started. Oh, it at, is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was a 360 title, I believe, exclusively for a little while. And then um, I don't know how long the exclusivity lasted, but then it popped over on the PlayStation as well. Yeah. Nice. And now Alan Wake 2 is on the horizon or in your rooms right now, depending on if you guys have picked it up. Um, I haven't got to play it. I'm really excited to play it. It's getting really high Metacritic scores. It's getting like nines and tens. It's still sitting at Damn. like 
I think it's sitting at like a 90 and an 88 on Open Critic and Metacritic. So it's it's hitting the marks. People are really, really happy with it. That's um, awesome. So I've only watched one review about it. And I'm kind of reserving myself on the full story that's happened with uh, Alan Wake 1 because I want to finish that and see for myself. But what is it from our experience so far with Alan Wake 1 that we're looking for maybe some improvement on to get into Alan Wake 2 since we're still kind of in the dark on Alan Wake 2? So I think right off the bat, because I actually just played, just got done playing today a couple hours ago. Um I love the episodic structure. I think it's really unique. I haven't seen a game do that before. Um, I need them to be like half an hour shorter. I start. I okay. notice like if I want to, is I have like a need to complete that segment. And you, I think you can stop probably anytime. But I like the clean breaks for the episode episodes. But sure, they uh, for me probably have averaged around two hours each episode. Okay, which isn't too bad most of the time. But depending on what's going on and whatnot, it can it can seem like it starts to like drag on just a little bit like it's not horrible but i could use about 30 minutes shaved off um i would okay. i'm willing to take the same gameplay you know but tack on that extra episode uh that you that you cut the time from on the end um it hasn't ruined my experience by any it's not like i'm sitting there being like oh my god can we please <laughs> get to the next stage please yeah um but i'm starting on that track by the end of uh, each episode gotcha so another half hour would put you over the edge a extra half hour to say, or let's put it that way. Like if it were an extra half hour longer, you'd be like, Oh shit, no way I'm done. But if it was <laughs> yeah, short mid episode, yeah. Yeah. If it was a 90 minute, you'd be like, man, these are perfectly, you know, timed to keep me, you know, interested. Yeah. Yeah. And it would still fit the pacing of the game because it's a, uh, the pacing of the game is, I won't say, I don't know if slow, slow, but steady. Okay. I want to say it's slow. It doesn't feel like it's dragging on forever, but it, it's a steady pacing of, of storytelling and uh, events. So I don't think it would shortchange the plot at all if they did that. Right. I, I don't think it would either. I, I can agree with what you're saying on that. I didn't really think about timing so much, but uh, it, it does fit. I could see that if it were a little bit more constrained, uh, you know, bullet pointed in some places, maybe. Um, I did. I am the type of guy who like I'll go. I don't know if you saw any of the TVs around in the game where you can kind of watch episodes mm -hmm. of stuff. And so I'll sit yeah. there and watch that until it's over. So I'm probably adding time where I don't need to, but it kind of adds lore too. So it's like kind of a it give does. take. Yeah. Yeah. I've so, even been cutting those short, uh, just trying to get it through. Like I usually like to do that stuff and I'll watch most of it. And I feel like I, I, don't, I feel like you don't really miss anything if you don't watch them, but it is nice background lore, like you're saying. I've I found that in the second one that I ran across. I was like, you know what? I don't know if this is really adding as much as I want it to. So I might start just kind of veering off of those. I see them. Mm -hmm. oh, OK, I might, you know, 30 seconds, pay attention and then move on kind of deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah sure. I'm, so main story on Alan Wake is 11 hours, according to how long to beat dot com. And a full completionist is 26 hours. So I yeah. believe that. Yeah. And I think it is five chapters or five episodes, I think. So that does mean they're six. Is it, oh, it's six. OK, so they do yeah. average out to a little less than two hours, but not much. I mean, we're talking an hour mm -hmm. difference here. So they're all real close to two hours. So, uh, you know, or that's, you know, it's over double that if you go all the way through it. So, yeah, I, I could agree with you on that. Um, I would like to see something. Uh, have you got any melee weapons in the game yet? Cause I don't no. know if they exist. Okay. I, I have, have no idea. 
I say I'm not trying to spoil anything for myself. I'm not looking in too deep, but it's like I don't think they exist uh, for obvious reasons. I think that kind of makes the game probably a little too easy. So <laughs> yeah, if I can start smacking dudes with like yeah, like a fluorescent light bulb or something, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> but I was thinking about this, and I feel like this game could benefit from the the breath of the wild structure of breakable weapons. Um, because it would keep that, okay. that tension and you could still have something that would make you feel a little safer, uh, you know, in, you know, your back pocket, you know, you have like a, a, a wooden stake or, you know, stick or, you know, a bat with nails in it, something like that is going to break over time would make a little more sense in a game like this and still add, you know, stress to the whole situation. Um, so I would like to see something like that maybe in the sequel, handing over some, you know, melee weapons or something along those lines. Um, I don't want to forget chat here. Chat, uh, adventuring Hobbit says, uh, is the flashlight mechanic to make enemies vulnerable, similar to the flashlight in Luigi's mansion. Yeah, it actually is. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, I don't let you answer that one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So yeah, once you, once you hit them with enough of it, they'll stagger to the point where they're affected by your real life, you know, material guns, whatever it is. In Luigi's case, it's like the vacuum cleaner. Um, so you can actually suck them up. It kind of stuns them. And that's kind of what the flashlight does in this as well. It kind of stuns them to the point where they're vulnerable okay. now. So yeah, that sounds spot on. Yep. Uh, Luigi's just kind of the uh, kitty version of that. You know, it's not as stressful <laughs> and tense. <laughs> Luigi's imagine the kid friendly Alan Wake. Yes, there nice. you have it. Yes. And he, I mean, he, he's searching for Mario instead of his wife. I guess, you know, it's very similar, right? They just stole this whole idea from <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> nice. nice. They just made it spooky. That's all. But yeah, I would like to see uh, melee weapons involved because I like melee. I feel like the game has this close closeness to it. You know, you're always kind of close to your enemies. You're never real far Absolutely. away. You're not sniping these guys. Oh, you know? not at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it takes a second. It takes, gosh, it almost feels like forever sometimes to get the make them vulnerable because it's not like you flash, you get the light on them and all of a sudden you can hit them. It's like, it's a buildup. You got to like pretty much degrade them until. Yes. Um, there's like, you see like a little flash and then now, you know, they're vulnerable, but then while you got them stunned, the other three dudes uh, that were in the map are still running towards you. So you got to find a way to kill that guy and then mitigate the other dudes too. Yep, absolutely. And the battery mechanic is, is very unique as well um yeah again i mean there might be games out there but i i just haven't played them where you don't this thing doesn't really recharge like you have to put batteries in it and if you don't have batteries you don't have the light which means you need to run oh, from yeah. light to light like you might have a light pole or something that you've had to you know uh crank start it you know like pull start it like you would a lawnmower and then you'll have light to you know sit day alive in and you have to make your way to the next one and pull start it <laughs> and so on and so forth yeah. so you can get through yeah, the world yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like, I really do like a lot the tension the game gives you. And I, I, I don't like the running out of ammo because then you feel hopeless and instead of feeling stressed or, you know, wanting to move on for me, I feel like annoyed, yeah. like, man, now I got to restart or whatever. So that I don't use as many shots on that guy or something like that. I did have exactly. a moment where that happened to me, where it was like, I emptied my, my gun into a guy. Cause I just did terrible shooting and I didn't uh -huh, have enough bullets uh -huh. to take out the next guy. And here we go. I'm, I'm going to get killed. And I got I, killed. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking because running away from them is super hard because 
Alan yeah. needs to go running more often. He doesn't have cardio, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Work on your um, cardio, it, Alan. Yeah. Like it's, I actually, uh, I did have problems with ammo early on. And to that note, like you gotta be precise. And sometimes it's hard when a lot of stuff is coming at you, but you do heal over time if you haven't taken damage recently. So you can still heal the heal a little bit mid combat. So I've actually purposely taken hits so I can get, if I know somebody takes three shots, I'm like, I need three perfect shots. If I get hit, that's fine. I'm going to dodge away uh, right afterwards and see if I can't get away. But right. um, you do have to be very careful with your ammo. Um, otherwise, you can run out pretty easy. Um, some ways it's rewarding, and then other ways it feels really punishing. Like, uh, to your point about a melee weapon, it'd be really great if, like, even if it was weak. You know, if... if even if it took like 10 hits to kill somebody, yeah. at least I have a method of defending myself and attacking if I've run out of ammo. Yes, I would love that. So that that's kind of one of my hopes for the next one. Um, one other one that I had that I was thinking about would be like, there's not really an inventory management system in this game. Um, you just have guns nope. that are on your D-pad that you just select from. Um and so far in the game for me, I only have a shotgun, a pistol, and a flare gun. I don't even think I have the fourth one filled yet. Do you have all four uh, D-pad options filled up with something? Um, I don't know that I've ever actually filled up all of them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because it resets resets every episode for um. Oh, okay. Story reasons. I got so you. So if you pick up a shotgun, that's something I was kind of disappointed about. But um, sometimes you get other like different stuff. Okay. Um, found a hunting hunting rifle uh, at some point. That one's actually really nice. Um, but yeah, you always have the revolver, like regardless. So okay. you at least always come in with something. Um, Does the hunting rifle anything. have a scope on it? No. Okay. It is longer range. It is a fe- uh, more effective longer range, though. Okay. Than what how how is aiming on that? Is is aiming just very much the same as all the rest? You just point toward very the much the same. Okay. Yeah. But you point your flashlight on the face and you shoot the face. Okay. That's simple. Yeah, I mean, they keep the mechanic very, very, I mean, static. It's just the the same then. So I, I like that as well. I haven't gotten to, I finished all of episode one and it went to load two and I was like, okay, uh, got to go to bed, you know, that kind of thing. So <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, getting through one and I kind of played around with one because I wanted to see how the mechanics were playable, you know, if there's one difference. Yeah, the other. exactly. So. How many episodes you make it through so far? I just finished three today. Oh, nice. Nice. So you're halfway so there. About six, six and a half hours. in. yeah, right on. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of a short bite sized game. And that was the other thing, like uh, just talking here and looking at the how long to beat and stuff. It's like. I kind of think I want the next one to be double the length of this one, at least, you know, maybe even mm-hmm, triple mm-hmm. would be cool. Um, kind of delve in a little deeper to the characters. And I know sure. the sequel has two characters you play as you kind of bounce back and forth between an FBI agent oh. and Sam or an uh, Alan. So that's cool. Okay. Uh, I, I like that mechanic a lot. I think that's super neat. Um, I've, I've had something spoiled for me for the second one. Some of the mechanics and stuff of like, it's more of like a true detective sort of drama horror, uh, survival horror uh, kind of cool. Okay. Um, which That's I like that. And then one thing they already did that I'm, I'm really happy to see is that they've done the over the shoulder behind the back camera instead of the one that we see in the first one. I feel like the camera in the first one's not bad, but I feel like mm. it's, it's too high. I just, I just wish it were down and a little closer. And a couple reasons for that. 
obviously your view gets a little better what you're looking for, but I think it also increases the tension because you can't see as much around you, which would, oh, would yeah. just for this game would just yeah. add to it, you know, because it's meant for that. Now, that would that that would be really cool for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't have any real complaints about the camera. Like I said, it's That's not bad. Same. Uh, it's not like <laughs> exceptionally well. Um, I don't know that anybody's replicated what Returnal did for third person shooting. Um, because that's, oh. that's my gold, st- gold standard for third person shooters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's nothing too shabby. Um, I, I, I can't echo some of the more directly, directly over the shoulder. Um, because I think that would really help shooting as well because right now your only reference is like is is my light on the person okay yeah. i think i'm shooting him and right. there's not usually a good indication that you're like hitting anything until they flinch um right so i think a little something a little bit more intuitive for the shooting because it is such a big mechanic in the game uh i i, I can really get behind just lowering that camera just a, just a tad just to get a better view yeah right on again yeah like josh said i'll say uh one more time i don't think there's a whole lot wrong with this game uh i think it's a lot of fun it's definitely suspenseful it's got tense moments uh the the sequel looks like it's doing that as well as building in kind of this detective story where you get to play a whole nother character and kind of solve mysteries as well as play alan and figure out what the hell he's going through now on new horror situations so uh, yeah the, the game definitely gives me a silent hill vibe because of how you don't know what's going on you have a wife who's missing so silent hill 2 specifically i should say uh which is my mm. favorite silent hill game and it it's not as scary as Silent Hill, though, which is really good for people who want to get into a game that could be kind of scary and tense. It's not real gory or nothing like that. Yeah, um, it's more yeah. like being chased and like, you know, fending them off. And I, I think this game should probably get more love. Uh, I'm I'm bummed that I didn't get into it more, you know, when it came out. But now that I've gotten older and maybe a little wiser, I feel like this is uh, <laughs> is really hitting hitting the points it's supposed to hit. And yeah. it was probably me going in thinking I was going to get a totally different game than I got. And that's the biggest piece of advice for anybody, I think, that wants to jump into the series is go into it with the expectation that it's a slow roll. It's very suspenseful and tense mm-hmm. and super linear. It's very linear. Like, you know where you're going next. You're Straight absolutely up right. Linear. Yep. Yeah, there's some exploration you can do, but it's all along the same path. Yeah. Well, really well done path. Actually, level design in this game is really, really good. Very good point. It really is. Absolutely. And I love that this game has the, like, all of that combined, but still makes you feel like kind of a badass at times like you feel really cool like when you do the things and the camera does cool things and when yeah. somebody dies it does a cool thing you know that kind of stuff and then right after those cool things there's always this next little story beat you know alan's kind of over over narration of talking about what's happening and how that get, comes into play really makes me think of max Payne. now this game is made by remedy who made max Payne, and i absolutely oh, love okay. max Payne. So it's gotcha. super cool gotcha. to see that. Um, I mean, they know how to do gunplay and everything. I mean, they started with Max Payne doing that kind of stuff. And I really like the, the storytelling so far is just kind of reading a book 
and explaining what's happening and being lost. He's lost with you. So it's kind of cool. Like, you know, he's, yeah, he's echoing really your thoughts, you know, you're like, Oh, what, <laughs> what the hell was that? And he's like, the next thing he says is like the darkness, whatever was coming out of it. I had no idea what it was. And you're like, okay, he's with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and to that point, the voice acting is pretty good. Like, it really, it yes, up. it does. Yeah, I, like yeah, voice acting has come so, so long, so far in the past, like, t- you know, 13 years. Right. Uh, honestly, uh, there's some things where like maybe you could use a little bit more inflection here and there, but his vibe fits like, like you're playing through a novel perfectly. It's so good. So I'm hoping that keeps the same. I hope we get Alan still narr- narrating uh, his way through the next game, too. Same. I would love that. And I would love it if whoever is our FBI agent, which I know is a female character, I hope that she's the same. I hope she's able to do the narration so we still get kind of a one-to-one feeling uh, just just like we expect. 100%. Alan Wake 2 is getting DLC as well. So there's two DLC packs coming out next year. So they're they're putting some they're putting some horses behind this thing. I mean, they're ready. They're ready to push this thing along. So I'm excited for that, too. I'm having a really difficult time not just pulling the trigger and buying it right now. (laughs) But I was like, (laughs) I have to finish the first one and I still need to finish Starfield, uh, at least the star, the story of Starfield. Um, Oh, yeah. So I can put a final stamp on that. Um, So, uh, yeah, this this game makes me want to buy Alan Wake, too. Not, you know, I mean, it helps yeah. that Alan Wake 2 is getting, you know, great scores and people are enjoying it quite a bit, too. But I really, I really am enjoying jumping in. So, yeah, no, I can I can echo that, too. Uh, there's so much. I haven't beat Spider-Man yet. <laughs> yeah. My wife and I, we, we crossed like 55 hours in Baldur's Gate together. Nice. Um, and that's just the save file time. Not it's not all the times we like got absolutely wrecked in fights and then had to oh, right. strategize and come back. Yes. Uh, I think Steam has us at 70 hours, which is crazy. But it's, it feels like there's still so much to do in that game. And I'd like to get a little more time in Forza and Diablo 4 just <laughs> released. Oh, yeah. Another season. That's really good. Oh, man. Forza is damn good and makes me want to buy a oh, steering wheel, man. It makes me want to go spend $300 on a steering wheel. <laughs> I was this close. I'm like, I don't know if I'm a racing game guy, but this game is so fun. Uh, like, if I could have my own manual transmission and put in the finer inputs that I can't get out of the controller. Now, the controller is still really good and still thoroughly enjoyable. It really but is. It's like the trigger pull is nothing medium full. So you kind yeah. of there's, there's not like on a really good gradient. Um, right. We don't have that dual Xbox sense controller. on Xbox, unfortunately. No, no. <laughs> oh, my God. dude! I, I tried to play use a dual sense because I was playing a PC. Sure. Straight up wouldn't recognize the dual oh, sense controller. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And it probably wouldn't have the dual sense uh, recognition and capability anyway. Um, but man, if I could put some of the finer inputs, I'm like, man, imagine what my lap time could be. Right. If, if I could break at the right time, get exactly the amount of gas I want, get the exactly the amount of like turning input I need. Uh, it'd be so much fun, but man, even like a cheap, like rig like that, the pedals and the transmission and the steering wheel was like two, 300 bucks. Yeah. Like, like, like the good ones that are worth your money are like anywhere from three to $600. Yeah. They're crazy. Oh, they're crazy. Some of them are God. like a thousand dollars when they're like super expensive, but you know, just just grab a Logitech, couple hundred bucks, and and use that one. So I I almost did it because Amazon had a refurbished, uh, hundred eighty three dollar, 
Logitech one, oh. which is a $300 one. It was refurbished, had warranty. And I was like, oh, this is so tempting. And then I was just like, Duh, don't do it right now. Like, wait till your game room's done. <laughs> wait till everything's done in the studio. Then then pull those triggers. I was like, man, but I want to yeah. get it now. I, I hear you. I will have to tell you guys real quick before we switch over and we get into talking with the loud crowd. The I went in and I re-downloaded Gran Turismo 7. And I had been playing Forza for two days or so. Every night after work, I'd played like two or three hours a night. And I was like, I need to do a one-to-one comparison. I'm going to jump in and play GT7 and I'm going to jump right back to Forza. And I came home, I played some GT7 and I, I have to tell everybody, I mean, my, my uh, opinion may be with a grain of salt, but Forza kicks the shit out of the fun level that Forza does forza does fun so much better than gran turismo and nice gran turismo i definitely know is a million percent simulation and if you want the most simulated perfect version of racing it's gran turismo but it is so hard that it takes the fun out of playing and Mm. i went in and i even dumbed the difficulty down and everything if you want to have fun racing jump into Forza Motorsport because it is a ton of fun. You can tweak the avatars. You can tweak your racing style. And and literally after like, I think I had done like one full circuit and I went, let's check it. So I, you know, I upped the avatar level, which I think they call drive avatars. When you up that up yeah. to, I, I think you can go all the way to six. Don't quote me on that. But I have mine set to four now. And four is perfect because... I have to try to win. I I know I'm not going to go in and just win the race. So that's what I want. I want some challenge, but I don't want to get my ass handed to me every time. So if I come in second or third, it's a lot like, you know, Mario Kart. You know, you got to race the circuit. If you get through the circuit and you come in a couple times first and a a time third, you could still win the circuit. That's just how it works. Yeah. And that's been working so great. And it, you know, gets that, you know, adrenaline going when you're racing and you're in second place and you'll have a lap to go and you got to pass that guy in front of you. He's got 500 yards on you, that kind of stuff. And yeah, Forza nails it. I absolutely love it. It drives great. It feels great. It looks great. GT though. It does wreck Forza on the, on the quality of graphics. I mean, Oh yeah. It it looks insanely better. Um, but I got to give it to Xbox and Forza, man. I mean, they've, they've killed it on a position of the game where, I feel like this one out of all the forces for me personally has been the most like jump in and play and tweak as you go and just find that rhythm and that spot where you feel challenged, but you don't feel oh, yeah. like wrecked every time. It's so much fun. A hundred percent because I'm not really a racing game kind of guy. And for this game to like make me like want to get the steering wheel, and, <laughs> you know, the, the three pedal set up and so I could drive manual myself. Oh yeah. Um, I have no idea how to heel toe, even in real life. I've tried it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I know I'm like, I got a little bit of bias going on because I can race my car in the game. And I know I know, since we started the podcast, I've been saying if I could drive my car in a video game, that's the game that's going to get me into it. Hell yeah. But it ended up playing playing so well and ended up being so approachable. I had fun even though I was messing up. Like, and it didn't take right. long for me. Like, oh, I need to break a little earlier. I need to, you know, if I'm coming out of that curb, it's a little too sharp, you know, to be sending 700 horsepower to the wheels instantaneously. Right. You know? 
Um, so it all it all feels really approachable, and it can get pretty damn crunchy. I don't think I don't know if it gets like GT crunchy, um, but there's a lot of customization you can do. There's a ton of it, but I don't feel like it gets GT crunchy. No, I really don't. Which I think is nice. a great okay. thing for people who like to race in a video game, but just want to have fun. I mean, otherwise you it's a job. It becomes yeah. a job, and I don't I don't want that. No thanks. Exactly. They're both great and they're both meant for, I think, certain audiences. And I feel like people who play Gran Turismo would still have a ton of fun with Forza. But I feel oh, like yeah. the yeah. people who have Forza and go to GT would be like, oh, God, like this is just it's unbelievably hard. Like, why is this so different, you know, and still feels the same kind of deal. But yeah, yeah. Forza is amazing. Uh, you should guys you guys should all play it for sure. It's a lot of fun. And the progression, I feel like the progression is great. Very well done. Very balanced. Oh, you dude. feel like you're constantly getting something. You're not feeling like you just yeah. wasted time. Yeah, I love the leveling up of cars. At first, I was like, well, if you have the money, why can't you just modify it? And then I started growing with the car. And I'm like, oh, yeah, if I just like slapped a supercharger on this Trans Am and tried to race it, I would be all over the yeah place. good point and that's like, right this way i get to, i get to get incrementally better as my car gets incrementally better and it, it just felt so natural to do yeah yeah it's awesome so we're digging some racing games out there guys so it's good stuff all right back into the spooky talk let's talk to the loud crowd we uh posted the question out there on our discord for everyone to answer here the question of the week this week uh which is we call this cues and brews by the way because you know hey it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, we wanted to know it's spooky season. So this month's question, what's your favorite spooky game and why? And we've done this, uh, I think, year over year now. We've done at least two years in a row. And yeah, we got we got some answers here. Uh, Josh, you have your discord pulled up. You can take the first one. Yeah. First one comes from Battling Monkey. He says, Slender the Arrival. My house in college had a nice sized living room with a projector and a surround sound system, which made for some epic movie and game nights. Staying up late and playing that game in turns was quite the rush. A close second we also played was Amnesia the Dark Descent, also a great horror game. Uh, not so much experience with Slender Man, uh, but Amnesia the Dark Descent is a pretty spooky game, uh, okay. for sure. I've heard that, and I, I think I have it on something because it's in one of those subscription services. Um, I've oh, never yeah. I've never touched it. You played Amnesia? Uh years ago. The Darkness they okay. made a few amnesias since then, but this was the first one. And um I remember being pretty scared because it's one of those you don't really have a weapon against the creatures and there's like a sanity system. So we're like oh. you get into light, you recover sanity, you're if you're in the dark, you're you won't be seen, but you're also losing sanity, which affects the game. Um, and so you don't have anything to like fight them back. You, you distract them and you move strategically and you hope to God you don't get caught and it has a pretty great atmosphere. Uh, and I don't remember how good the story is. I remember playing uh, a couple levels of the buddy. Um, so I didn't get too far into it, but it was enough to kind of get the vibe of the game and it does a pretty good job. I don't know how it stands up in today's age, but I know that's a favorite amongst horror games. Oh, this game is four dollars on Steam right now. If you guys would like to jump in and grab it, so it's a nice. It's a quick and easy, uh, spooky game. If you guys would like to check it out, ninety-two percent very positive. So it's uh, overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, that does not surprise me. A uh, single-player game, just so everybody's aware of that as well. Um, 
And then I took a look at uh, Slender Man 2 here. Uh, that game is super short if you guys just want to pick up a quick one. I didn't realize how short it is. The main story on that is only two hours. Um, oh, checks out. Completionist yeah. is only six hours. So if you want to find everything in that, it's not too bad. And there's a main plus extra, what they call two and a half. So there must not be a ton of extras, but there must be something in there to add another four hours. Uh, so that's like watching yeah. a movie. That's kind of cool. I, I know Slender Man as far as like the the myth and then like the movies and stuff that came out. Um, you know, is Slender Man real and all those kinds of things. I've never played the games and honestly didn't know there was a game until this question was answered. So, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I, I played the original. I don't know what Slender the Arrival is. I know it's probably another in the series, but I remember the uh, when the original one came out, it was pretty, pretty hot. OK, a lot of people playing it. Yeah, it looks like that one's a $14 game on Steam and uh, very positive, 85%, 88% overall. So yeah, that's solid. Also nice. uh, a solid horror game. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I haven't dipped my toes into either of those. I do remember Amnesia, but I don't know. Maybe that could have been another free one like Alan Wake, because I do know it's somewhere on my my library. Um, just you have to check it out. I might have to. I didn't look to see how long to beat that one is. Um, out of curiosity, I'm, I got to look now because you know, I got to tell everybody why not. <laughs> uh, Amnesia, The Dark Descent is that's an eight hour game. So another little shorty one. So everybody likes those little shorty games every once in a while. Very nice. And they're yeah, all within that range. Looks like there's quite a big series of those from what I'm looking at as well. There's Rebirth, The Bunker, Machine for Pigs. And then there's an overall collection. Looks like the overall collection is only a 15 hour playthrough. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not too shabby at all. Yeah, very cool. Uh, next one is um, Adventuring Hobbit. He says, Mine's the Dark Pictures Anthology, House of Ashes. I really enjoyed the super massive co op horror movie style of the game, but this one hands down uh, stands out as one of my favorites of the bunch. Each of their games feels like take on a different theme of horror. So really, this is just the one where I find out the theme of the most to be most enjoyable. Uh, I don't want to say specifically what the theme is, not to make, you know, keep it a bit of a surprise here, uh, but it goes straight nice. to my favorite genre of horror. Uh, this year, I'm planning on playing through the curator's cut version of it for October game of the month. Nice. So the dark pit pictures, yes. those those are is that built in with the um, oh, help me out. What's the one with the. Hayden Panettiere or whatever, right? And that that's part of the uh, right? until dawn until dawn. Yes, Man that's it. That's Man it. of Medan is another one, too. That uh, is all really good. Um, OK, and uh, that's one that's easy to play with like a bunch of people. You can like hand the controller around or they actually have like a multiplayer option to where like uh, you choose what characters you're you're going to play and then it actually switches to your controller. But you're only playing one at a time anyway. So if you really wanted to, you could play with like eight people or one person per character or or whatever it is you choose to do. Right. Um, super easy to play with with more people. Yeah, it looks like uh, Adventuring Hobbit in chat. He says uh, Amnesia is so scary, but amazing. Dark Descent is my favorite of what they made. So, OK, I mean makes sense they got another one backing it up there so um uh, yeah on on to adventuring hobbit who's in chat right now so thanks for popping in the chat and saying hey uh um, yeah. this uh the anthology stuff they seem like pretty bite-sized games uh, i'm looking like four to six hours kind of range uh that checks out 
Looks like Man of Medan is the shorter of them. Um, there's a VR game. Says three and a half hours. For some reason, that's in red, oh, which makes me think that's. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> VR and horror is rough. <laughs> it is rough. Yeah. No, I don't. I barely play horror games as it is, let alone in, uh, in VR. Hard, hard pass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have played Resident Evil 7 in VR for about three hours, and it is rough. Like, it does a weird thing to your brain, even though you know it's not real. Man, it messes with you so bad. Oh, okay. It's rough because it's scary, not rough because it's poorly done. Okay. No, it's scary. It is legit scary. Okay. I just wanted to make that clear. And and horror games do not scare me. Like I or movies, I mean, and games in general. They don't really scare me. I mean, I like I like the like getting your blood going, but I'm not like scared shitless. Um that VR stuff scare it scares the shit out of you. It's it's pretty (laughs) in 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 depth and if you feel like you're there, man, it's wild. Nice. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, I, quick, quick little uh, story. My my son played that when he was probably like 10 or something like that. And there's a section. <laughs> yeah, there's a section where you have to like go down into this black hole like it's like under the house. And I'm like, just go uh-huh. in there. Just go in. It's not a big deal. Just go in. I didn't even know it was in there, man. Like I was just like, go, you know. <laughs> just egging him on <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he's like he's like no no no, i don't i don't want to go and like he he did finally go in the hole where like if in real life you were in there you would have gotten in and like your knees would have bent up and still out of the hole kind of deal you know barely down in there and all of a sudden like you could hear like this squishiness of something going on down there and he was like oh, oh I'm it, it came I'm off out. like the helmet came <laughs> off everything came off <laughs> Full grown, full, full grown man in my thirties now. I would have had the same reaction. Like, nope, yeah. done. I'm out. Like, uh, like scary movies don't bother me at all. But for whatever reason, horror uh, horror games stress me out, dude. Yeah, it stress me out. They do their job well, I guess. Then, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I will say though, uh, Resident Evil Two. Uh, we're playing the remake, which we still haven't finished yet because me and my son are just terrible about bouncing around games. But um, when uh, is it? Is it X? Like there, I can't remember the enemy's name in that. He's a giant dude that just comes no and follows idea. you and tries to kill you. Um, Mr. X is what I think it's called. So you can correct me wrong in chat if I'm Sounds if I'm wrong. Right, yeah. But yeah, he he will find you. Like he knows right where you are. And like unless you can get into a room and close the door and keep him out, you're screwed. That that's pretty scary. Like it's it's super intense. You don't want to die, and it's it's pretty frightening. <laughs> so <laughs> nice, yeah. Good stuff, though. I, I like it when it when it does something I don't expect. All right, Josh, oh, looks yeah. like we got another answer in Discord. You can take that one. Yeah, Ender uh, pops in, says Dead by Daylight. Love a good party game, and the 4v1 asymmetric gameplay is super fun. They always run a cool Halloween event and uh, bonus blood points as well. I assume blood points is a, probably a currency in there. That makes um, sense. Dude, I've heard so many good things about Dead by Daylight. I've seen it. I know what it is, but unfortunately, just haven't had the opportunity or the time to really dig deep into it because i know there's like a lot of unlockable characters and the mm-hmm. more you play the more you get so it, it really rewards you as you go but like i haven't been able to play it long enough or even like attempt to play it long enough to like get rewards oh uh, or anything like that so it's a little bit daunting I'm like ah there's other stuff i want to play first so i just it's always seemed interesting and just never made my way to it um, funny story about that for me is I was trying to buy Dying Light one time and I bought Dead by Daylight by accident because I'm an idiot and I didn't read and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> sure. But sure. it also was like a super great deal. 
I got I had the game. I only did this like two years ago. I've done it since we recorded the podcast. And when I bought it, I got everything, like all the DLC and everything that came out up until that point for like 20 bucks. And it was it, like it was like a hundred and some dollar value. I remember seeing this giant sale and people like all flipping out about it. And I'm like, oh, dude, I've been wanting to play that thinking I saw the word daylight. And oh, I was like, oh, yeah. this this is dying light is what I was looking for. Not daylight. So I just, you know, it was one of those <laughs> like shit. But then I got it and my son and I played a little bit of it. It's actually it, it's intense. It can be uh, pretty crazy. You get to you get that whole I get to maybe be Jason or whoever the themes were at the time. Like, I think they had to get rid of those for licensing. Don't quote me on that. But, um, you know, you could be the killer and then three other people could be the survivors and you help each other try to survive and kill the killer or just get away. And it it's pretty hectic. It's a lot of fun. It, uh, the 4v1 thing is is pretty cool. Or I guess it would be you and three other players, not just three other players. But um, yeah, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was pretty balanced. It felt it didn't seem too crazy. Uh, like you're watching the horror movies where, you know, you're the kids, you're going to die, you know, kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah. there's so many people copied this since then. I mean, the uh, the uh, was it army, army of darkness, evil dead, evil dead game did this. They have oh, a right. They had yeah. now have the um, the chainsaw massacre is the same way. Uh, somebody okay. plays uh, uh, Leatherface and th- that one is that one was streamed quite a bit. I know I saw that a lot on my feeds and stuff going around. So I think this four V one is is a thing that they should continue keep, you know, backing because it feels right. Oh yeah. And I think it fits sure. horror great. I think it's really cool. Um I need I need to jump into some of the newer stuff, but I, I just need to go back and play Dead by Daylight instead because I have all the stuff to play it. And oh, yeah. why not? So Yeah, dude, I, you already got it seeing all these shorter games, I'm like, man, I do have some time. I could jump into something horror, you know, the Slender Man or the, uh, the house of ashes, which I think, uh, house of ashes is going to be free coming up. I think they leaked the PlayStation stuff for next month. I think it's going to be oh, able to be added okay. to our libraries, uh, it, next yeah, month. What is all pick? Yeah. yeah. So, and only, uh, tracking in, I think it was like a seven hour game, six or seven hour game. So, um, Yeah. Yeah, it says six hours here to do main story on that one. Um, and then the quarry, right? The quarry is the newest of that series, right? Of the anthology? Uh, that I don't know. Okay, okay. That one, I, if I'm right, um, is still part of the series. And um, I know that that is part of the Humble Bundle choice this year, uh, or this month. So that's something to look into. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with the Humble Bundle choice, uh, it's like 12 bucks a month. And you get anywhere between like eight and like 12 games that are just damn in that. And, uh, it's worth it. A lot of the time last month, I accidentally forgot to stop cause you can stop per month on that. I forgot to stop. And I actually didn't regret that. I still lost my 12 bucks because it ended up having uh, tiny Tina's wonderland in there. And I got that game That's along All with right. nine other games. I think it was. And, uh, I can't remember the other one that was in it, but there were two that I was like, oh, you know what? I would have bought those either way. So I'm cool. Oh, it was uh, Arcade Paradise, which is kind of a uh, it's like a first okay. person. Uh, you you work at a laundromat and at the same time you're building an arcade in the back room to bring in like extra money and you take your okay. laundromat money and you you just keep filtering it into um, the laundromat to build 
both things better and then you get a giant arcade over time and it's kind of an indie title but it's really good i and see i see they're they were both i think it was like 50 dollars value just for those two games and i'm like i spent 12 bucks on this go for it and the quarry's in there this <laughs> month so uh pro tip anybody out yep. there looking to pick up a, a game throw on their steam deck or play on pc because they are all pc games they're mostly all uh steam codes that you get when you do that but yeah um is Corey, was you looking that up? Was Corey a part of the, that? Um, I'm seeing The Devil in Me as the most recent, the fourth game of the series and season one finale. Okay, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, these are like properly scary games. It's pretty much making choices that like for like a movie, they give you like story beats. So if anyone's not familiar, it's not action based. You watch, there's quick time events. So you still have to be at the ready all the time. Otherwise, Bad stuff does actually happen. <laughs> uh, uh, and, but they're properly acted, really well written. Are these um, DLC or do you buy these separate? You know, I am not sure. I think these are separate. I don't think they're DLC off each okay. one. But, uh, uh, not a big horror guy, so right. <laughs> don't take my word on that one. But I think they are separate. Right on, right on. Good deal. Well, that was it for all of our Loud Crowd spooky games. So if any of those are something you guys want to check out, let us know if you've played them, what your thoughts are on them. We like to talk games no matter what they are. So hit us up on the Discord or loudthumbsatgmail.com. Uh, we definitely like to do that. Hit us up uh, if you're listening to us later on uh, recorded. Hit us up in the chat. We, we like to get the do live it. chat going. So that's good stuff. All right. What we're going to do to wrap up the show is we got to rank those brews. So on the boo-ha-ha, here we go. Uh, Josh, I, I got mine in order. I think we're good to go. What, uh, what about you? You ready to roll? You want me to hit my rankings first? I, I'll let you go first. All I right, think I know, right. but go ahead. Thinks he knows. He thinks he knows. He probably does. I think he does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, today's brew, I'm going to have to go. That's, that's number four. That's going to be at the bottom of the list. It's just good. It's not Breaks great. Out. It doesn't stand out. I don't love wheat, but I gave it a chance, you know? Can't can't blame me for trying. Yeah. Uh, so that that Maui is all right. Um, next in line at number three, I'm gonna have to go with the Bang Hard Seltzer, the M I X X mix they call it. Uh, this was the Frosé Rosé one. I'll probably have another one of these next month just to keep them in line and drink them. You know, they cost money, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, that one that one was pretty good. It's something if you like sweet, um, and you like seltzer, it's perfect. Uh, it's definitely nice. for me the best type of seltzer to go and get uh, because they have flavor. And most seltzers for me are just kind of like <laughs> weak sauce, you know? Like, eh. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh, next in line is going to be my peanut butter milk stout. This one here I tried as a nitro. Uh, if you nice. remember, my lovely wife came in and poured me, uh, gave me a glass so I could pour this properly because it's nitro. Uh, yeah. It was very good. Um, still. If you're going to put peanut butter that big on the bottle, make it taste more like peanut butter. Um, <laughs> and uh, Also very fair. It's yeah. very fair. Yes, sir. And I mean, this probably comes to no surprise to anybody who's been listening to the show for any time. But the gadget for my urban artifact is my numero uno. Uh, such a great beer. Uh, raspberry, blackberry, fruit tart. It's super tasty. Perfect amount of dry and sweet. It's so good. 
So those are how I'm going to rank this month's brews, and I'll be back with more next month. That's awesome. Yeah, I think for me at number four, um, I don't have my cans with me. Uh, we did a little tidying around the house, and I think those got <laughs> were casually. <laughs> um, but I think coming at number four is probably Foggy Geezer. Um, okay. I would. Uh, they're still really good, um, but they're kind of. It, it's a kind of a basic hazy. It's got some good depth to it. Um, being a three a collaboration of three Floyds is still is pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, and then coming number three here would probably be the Four Giants Tropical Treasure. I think I I only said it because it's more interesting than what the the Foggy Geezer was. It might have tasted better, mm. but this one's a little bit more unique. And being somebody who will pick something at random every time he goes to the the craft beer aisle uh, just to try something new, uh, I cherish those unique beers a little bit more sometimes than just like a good solid straightforward one. Yes, sir. Um, don't typically like pineapple notes, but this one was pretty good. So I was impressed. It got me like something pineapple-esque. Hell yeah. Uh, so that comes in at number three. Uh, number two will be Rheingeist Knowledge. Um, Rheingeist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is solid brewery. Um, all their, their like hard ales, like the rosé and like there's a berry one that's really good. Uh, they make a bunch of good stuff, but Knowledge is just like an amped up version of Truth. It's an Imperial IPA. It comes out at a much higher proof. Um, I enjoyed the stronger, uh, heavier IPA, um, heavier on the hops aspect of that big IPA drinker. If you've been (laughs) watching, uh, listening for any number of episodes. Um, but despite that, my number one comes in at the oatmeal cream pie, uh, Imperial, uh, Porter or I think it was Imperial stout. I think it was. Yeah. Yes. Imperial yeah. stout. I have one of those in yeah. my fridge, so I'll be putting my take on that one next month. No doubt. Hell yeah. dude! I'm <laughs> so happy you found it. I did. You will not be disappointed. I, I went on the uh, hunt specifically for that fucking beer, dude. I was like, I'm going out. Hell yeah, I, dude. I was running out of beer. I knew I needed more. I was like, I'm going out. I'm finding this beer. And yeah, I, I went to one of the guys I looked on my own and was on them things where I'm like, you kind of a little too much pride. I can find it. I'm good. I'm good. You know, I don't need to ask directions. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, a dude walked yeah. by and I had four, I think I had four in my pick six and I was like, all right, man, I need to find this beer and fucker reached out right in front of me and picks it up. I was like, you bitch. <laughs> He was well, like, I mean, in yeah. your defense, it's like a wall of like craft beers. You're oh, looking yeah. at like 35 varieties all at once. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like a very like bright, like colorful label. I it guess. is not. I don't, I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like my spectrum of beer is kind of weird. It's like IPA. I like really love IPAs, but like I also really like the dark stuff. So it's like usually mixed in between if I'm not drinking the sour. Um, and man, from the first sip, I didn't even have to like be condensed. I'm like, good Lord, that is full bodied deep rich and then like the oatmeal cream part comes through and it's so well and it mixes so well with like just a robust dark stout um i could not give it number one this month i know this is two months in a row that i've given a dark beer i know man it's cool (laughs) i know (laughs) i just found such incredible uh dark beers lately yeah Um, Take note, everybody listening, man. I mean, we're talking about an IPA guy who's recommending dark beers. So they're worth oh, going dude. and checking out, I feel like, 100%. 100%. I mean, I already 100%. went and found one, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, that oatmeal cream pie is one of the best dark beers I've ever had. Um, it's oh, yeah. right up there with my fa- one of my favorite dark beers. It's um, Breckenridge, uh, the Vanilla Porter. Okay. Fantastic. Amazing. Amazing beer. You can... it. 
they're not it's not hard to find but it's not also not easy to find so um i don't get it as much anymore just because when my wife and i found it we got it all the time yeah <laughs> so i kind of let it go now that i want to try other stuff um uh, man that oatmeal cream pie was good i'm uh, looking to see over. i was amazed i'm looking to see if it'll dethrone my uh creme brulee the the nitro stout uh, that's my all time favorite dark beer. So we're going to find out. I, I think if it, if it doesn't beat it, it's not far behind. All right. Hell yes. Hell yes. That's awesome. Can't wait. It's going to be good shit. Hell yeah, dude. I'm so it'll, excited. It'll be in there next month for sure. No doubt. So I only oh, got, yeah. I only got five to go. So I gotta, I'm going to get that one in next month. No doubt. Nice. So tune in for that. Cause there's more brews coming your way here in the next few weeks. So next week we'll be back with some news update for everybody. So we'll talk about everything that happened here in October and our thoughts on it. Catch everybody up from stuff they may have missed. Cause we have the little weird news stories in there too. Sometimes that's good stuff. Yeah. And uh, that is it for this episode. I think uh, Josh and I are going to get out of here. Our wives have plans for us to eat some uh, tacos and tequila tonight. So I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Yes. Celebrating being down to one house. Yes. One this... mortgage. I'm so pumped. <laughs> this this man has done it. It has happened. So it's time to celebrate. Finally. That's, yes. Good Lord. Long time coming. There ain't, ain't no lie there. <laughs> yeah. Seems the past time passes a little slower and you're paying two mortgages. That's Whew. for sure. I can't imagine. I've never done that in my life. So thank God I don't want to have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't recommend. No, a hard, hard, hard. No, right. <laughs> yeah, hard. No. All right, y'all. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Um, if you th like again, if this is your first time, hit us up on the discord. Don't forget, we have loud thumbs at gmail.com and we love to see comments in our chat. So if you guys are wanting to listen to us live, Wednesdays and Fridays, we do our live stuff. So just check our schedule in the comments below. Until next week, game on. Volume up. And stay loud. <laughs>